Welcome to the second episode of The Three Miraglum. Um, uh, today we're going to start with uh, the big tragedy that happened just a few minutes from where we live. Uh, Mendel? Yeah, hey, so as you, most of us probably know, the Champlain Towers in Surfside collapsed last Thursday night, early Thursday morning. And where we are right now, it's Sunday night and there's still about 150 people missing. It's a crazy tragedy. Tragedy was unexpected. And, well, if you were able to help by donating to the community, to Surfside, there's a lot of organizations collecting money to help the victims and their families. And if you're willing to volunteer, Young Israel of Bell Harbor does need volunteers on Monday, which is tomorrow. But you guys are not really going to hear this tomorrow. So if you do, I'm sure you can still try and reach out. I know there's some numbers you can text. Please email us if you are willing to do this. We can send you all the information. 3 Miraglum at gmail.com. Yes. The like three, three numbers spelled. Miraglum at gmail.com. Yes. And it's just, it's incredible how many people are helping. It's very good to see the community getting together for this. Actually, the Israeli government just sent over yeah. some soldiers to help recover some people. And it's it's, it's a horrible accident, and we hope that, and we hope and we pray that all the people that are being affected by this will be helped and saved by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Amen. And, yeah, even though it's uh, it, it's not it's not looking that promising, but we definitely miracles can happen, and we should definitely keep saying to Him. Yes, yeah. and it's nice it's nice to see the community come together. Unfortunately, there was another situation that happened um, with a friend of mine. I'm not going to use names and. Um, it was nice to see the community come together for him as well. And just the Jewish community being so supportive and so uplifting of, of people going through tra- tragedy is very inspiring to see. And hopefully these helps and these acts of kindness throughout the community will help bring uh, Mashiach. Amen. Yeah. Maybe right now. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome back to the regularly scheduled podcast of the Three Miraglim. I'm EC. I'm Aaron. My name is Mendel. And, and together we are the Three Miraglin. We are the Three Miraglin and... And we finish each other's sentences. Exactly. Yes, which we probably shouldn't be doing. All right, so <laughs> our first topic for today is uh, Parshas Bullock. Parshas Bullock was probably one of the coolest Parshas in the Torah. It talks about... It mostly just focuses on non-Jews, which is very different. It's just... It's named the name of the parsha is, is a is a, is a, is a, a Russia a guy who tried to kill. Him. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like it's like having like a it's having like a, like maybe a holiday just called like Osama bin Laden. Yeah, you know, like it's just it's pretty weird. But yeah, so Bullock he tried to get uh, a non-Jewish priest to curse us, and it did not work. He blessed us instead, and uh, it was a very cool story throughout. Just also like Bullock riding on a donkey, Bullock riding on a donkey. And then, like, the donkey seeing an angel, but him not seeing it, and then him and the donkey get into an argument. Very interesting. There's a talking donkey, correct? There's a talking donkey, yeah. Correct. Like in Shrek. Nice. Uh, And then he dies, by the way, which is I find very unfair. Rashi said that the donkey got killed instead of Bilaam because... I don't remember why, but, like, I just find that so unfair because the donkey didn't do anything. Hmm. Maybe PETA will have something to say about that. Yeah, PETA would be very, very triggered because of that. All right, uh, Mendel, you have a, a quick vart on I this part? I, I heard something very interesting from Rabbi Shays Tal. So it was a very cool vart. It was the rabbi called the Oy of Yisrael. Um, I can't remember his name correctly. 
his real name, but people used to call him the Ayyub Yisrael because he was just such a big lover of all Jewish people. And he said that he can find in any words in the Torah, he can find an abbreviation for Valhafta Lerecha Kamaycha. So he had a Talmud, like one of his students came up to him and he was a pretty smart Alec and he was like, Rabbi, try and find Valhafta Lerecha Kamaycha from Balak, who's an anti-Semite and he hates Jews. Mm-hmm. So the rabbi goes, that's very easy. Balak, Bez, Velhafta, Lamid, Lerecha. Isn't Velhafta? Oh, Kof, Kamaycha. No, so you're correct. You're easy saying it doesn't make sense. The Bez is supposed to be a Vav, and the Kuf is supposed to be a Chaf. And the, the only one correct is a Lamid, so that's what his student said to him. He said, Rabbi, you got one of those letters correct. The other two don't really match. And this is the, what the rabbi said. The rabbi said, it's just like that with other Jews. You can't be so exact. You can't look at every Jew and try and, you know, take, pick them apart and be so specific. It's kind of like you want to take off your glasses and look at them blurry. And when you see them blurry, you can see that it's not so, they're not, they're good. You know, they're good. You just take off the glasses and the bays could be a, a vav and the, the chav could be a kuf and it works out. And what's interesting is the Rebbe and the Rebbe's father had a completely different approach. Their approach was... If you're looking at a Jew and you don't see the good, don't blur out everything and then you'll see the good. The opposite. Go deeper and deeper and deeper. And the deeper you'll look, eventually you'll get to their essence and you'll see that everybody at their essence is good. Mm-hmm. So those are two approaches. So to... even though Bullock is not spelled out or Lerecha Kamaycha, you could still, if you go deeper and you think about it, it actually makes sense. If you look at it from the rabbi, the mm. Oyev Yisrael's outlook, that's, that was his way of looking at it. That you have to blur out the Jews, and then you blur out like the negativity, and you'll only see positivity. The rabbi was like, you have to go deeper and deeper until you can actually only see the positive. So I think that's very, a very good lesson right now. We need mm-hmm. to have as much ava for our fellow Jews, as much love for our fellow Jews as possible. Yeah, I think um, one of the points of that is... You're, you're not meant to focus on, on people's negativities and people's, like, downfalls. You're meant to focus and hone in on their good qualities. So, like, even if you look at them and off the bat all you see is bad, there's always deeper that you can see that is good. So it's always, it's always a good idea to look at Jews in a positive light because at the end of the day, everyone has a piece of Hashem inside them. And everyone is inherently good. Mm-hmm. Some of them are struggling a little bit more than us. Some of them have a challenge that's a little bit harder than ours. So it becomes difficult to have a good outcome. But at the end of the day, they're always good. They're always inherently good. That's why we fasted today. We fasted today because the Beis HaMikdash was eventually destroyed. Today was one of the first steps the destruction of the base of of the of the walls uh, of the outside of, of Jerusalem that eventually the Romans went through and they got to the base of Mikdash. So the reason the base of Mikdash was destroyed, as our sages say, was because of sinas chinum, because of of senseless hatred, baseless. baseless, senseless hatred. There was no reason, and the Jews were just hating each other. And they say that in order to rebuild the third base of Mikdash, we need to have baseless love. We need to love just to love. So, yeah, today was Shiva Asr B'tamuz. There was a few things today that there was... I mean, we just fasted. We're coming off the fast right now. There was, yeah, I mean, there was a few things. There's a few reasons why we fast. Uh, I'm sure Yisi knows them. Let's yeah. go, Yisi. What are they? There's, we should do them now? All right. Sure. So, there, there's five 
events that happened on Shabbat Sabbath time was kind of similar to Tishabov, right? Tishabov, there's all like a bunch of things that happen. And Shabbat Sabbath time, which is kind of like the preview to Tishabov, since, well, basically, so the, the main thing that happened was, uh, or the main thing that I think that it's known for is that that was the day that the, um, the walls were destroyed. The, the walls were breached of, uh, Jerusalem. of Yerushalayim. Yeah, so Titus, Harasha, he destroyed the wall. Like after, after they surrounded uh, um, Yerushalayim for like a couple, of, I think, I don't know how long it was. But it was from the 10th of Tavis, am I correct? Sarah Tavis, they made a siege. Yeah, but I'm not sure how long it was. Like well, a, was it from the 10th of Tavis till the 17th It may have been, it may have been like a year, I'm not sure. We'll research. It was a while. If yeah. you know, let us know and email <laughs> us the answer. We don't know how long, but basically, yeah, they were surrounding it for a while, then they finally entered uh, Yerushalayim, and three weeks later, they destroyed the Besamekdash, so... That's that was the main thing that it's known for. Other things, Moshe broke the Luchos with uh, when he came down and saw the Jews of Eglazov. So that was uh, that's another one. Um, we stopped sacrificing the daily sacrifice at the first base of Mikdash. On I the 17th of Thomas? I guess. I did not know that one. I think but, so. We said it today in Slichos in the morning. Oh, yeah? That we stopped doing that on the 17th of Thomas. Okay. And then they, uh, they burned the Torah... I'm not sure what that means. Apostolos, uh, he's, uh, so I heard from, from my rabbi, he's, it's kind of like debated like what era he was from, but he's either from like the Romans or the Greeks before, but he, did, he burned a uh, Sefer Torah. We're not exactly sure uh, what era he was from. He burned once, like he burned. He, yeah, he burned the Sefer Torah, yeah. Um, and he desecrated it. And then the last one is also another debate my, um, that I heard from my rabbi. Some say the Romans put an idol in the base of Mikdash. Another opinion says that the evil king Menashe, who was the, the son of the Tzaddik king Cheskiahu, he, he allegedly, according to some people, he's the one who put the idol in the basement of Mikdash. So, yeah, just all around a really bad day. Okay. And that's I mean, why Those we, are the five things. Yeah, and that's why... I, I, I don't know. It, it would make sense that it wasn't the Romans who put an idol in the Beis Hamikdash because they just broke through the wall. They weren't even at the Beis Hamikdash yet on the seventeenth. They seventeenth time was the day they broke through the wall. Jerusalem's a pretty big city. It's not. It's not that big. The walls. The Jerusalem city itself isn't so big. It's very possible that they broke into the city walls and broke onto um, the Temple Mount on the same day. But then they waited like a few weeks. I mean, right now we're entering the three weeks, right? There's a few things. Also, there's rules that we have to follow now till mm-hmm. Tisha above. We can't listen to music, cut our hair, swim, drink wine. As we know from camp. Drink wine. Drink right? wine? Is that a thing? It might be a thing. I've never heard that before. Oh, no. Maybe that's the nine days. The nine days. From, maybe from the nine days. The nine days, nine days can't you can't drink, eat meat. Or drink wine, yes. Or drink wine. Yeah, okay. yeah, except uh, Shabbos. Okay. Right. Yes. So. I mean, I guess that's not that big of a deal. That's not, that's not that tough. No. But yeah. uh, right now we can't uh, cut our hairs. Yeah. Haircut. Shave. Shave. If you do that. Music. That's a big one. No music. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, and you could listen to the Maccabees. Yeah. Acapella. That's a yearly thing in camp. Yes, that's right. Listen to the Maccabees. But we we try and be safe during this time, right? We're not trying to. Or is that the nine days? Maybe the nine days you don't listen to. Even well, we try one. and be safe. I mean, we try to be like. Uh, More. We don't strict. try and go on roller coasters, go swimming, right, just right, like right. you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, we we just fasted. We just finished the fast of Shabbos for Thomas, and uh, yeah, it was pretty long fast for us in Miami. It was like ended at like almost nine o'clock. It was like fifteen hours. Straight. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a long day. 
Yeah, you know there's like the the, the the specific like feeling in your stomach after you eat, after the fast? It's like this feeling that like you'll never feel in any other moment in your life. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen if you eat a lot at like any, any party or on Friday night. Like it only happens after a fast. Do you guys drink coffee? No. You don't drink? You don't no, because I, I sleep in too general, much. like every day. Do you oh, yeah, I drink coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because for me, it's I, I try to drink coffee every day. Sometimes I don't. And then, and then after, you have a bad day. No, usually it depends, but I, 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 I don't like to be dependent on it, but after a fast, when you have, the first thing I like to break my fast on is like bread and coffee, and it's just like, it, it, it's, it's a life changer. It calms you down, and just, yeah. the feeling of liquid going down your throat after not drinking anything for so long is unbelievable. Yeah, also the breath is a, is a big thing. I oh think. yeah, I wore a mask all day. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Why? Because uh, I, I don't want like there, I went to shul and there was people around me. Oh okay. Right, yeah. you wanted to protect other people. Also, my brother like yeah whatever, but but yeah, it's it's good. I had to like I was like insulated. So your around, your 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 fast day breath was just. It was in my face the whole day. Correct? Yeah. Wow. So I'm sorry to the listeners. That's not it's not, <laughs> not a nice thought to think about. But sorry. yeah. All right, so that was our intro, and now we'll move on into sports. And uh, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. So with regards to Formula One, if you took our advice and watched it last week and got into it, or you already did watch it, uh, there was a race this morning, the second race of a triple header, and Max Verstappen won again. So I guess he's the new Lewis Hamilton. He's going to win every race now. Yeah, Max Verstappen is looking really good on the track nowadays. And it looks like he's running away with the championship as of now. Yeah. But so, Lewis still has a chance. He has the best car. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be an interesting season. They've won four races in a row. Yeah, but we've never Red we've Bull never Bull. had a comp a competitive season in like the last eight years. So you're like not you don't want to believe that it's going to actually be competitive. I think it could be. I think Verstappen could run away with it, but I think Lewis has a good chance. He still has a lot left in the tank. So we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll retire if he doesn't win. <laughs> very possibly yeah that'd be pretty funny yeah. alright fine now we can move on to the NBA we were just finished watching Bucks Hawks uh, yeah. and the Bucks won so the Bucks are up Chris Middleton man finally shows up yeah power of a elite scorer sure. you think you think Chris Middleton is Robin is Batman and Giannis is Robin no and Chris Middleton carries Giannis. I don't think he carries Giannis. I think their team is very well structured. They have defense, they have offense, they have shooters, they have passers, they have depth and yeah. coaching. And I just think that the way their team is built, they're a basketball team. Uh, and I, mean, I think they're going to win, but we'll see. Every number one needs a number two. Like Jordan had Pippen, LeBron had Wade, and Kyrie. It's and true. Anthony and Anthony Davis. That's very, that's very true. Giannis but... has Chris Middleton. But they're a full team. They have everything that they need to win, and yeah. we'll see. What they're else. also like polar opposite players. So like whenever Giannis, like Giannis is not a shooter. If they ever, if they ever need like a shot, like someone to create their own shot, like that's gonna be Chris Middleton most of the time. I, I, I'm, it's very unfortunate because the way it's mapping out right now, the Hawks are not gonna make it to the finals, and the Clippers are not gonna make it. And I really wanted Trey Young to just. Match up with the Clippers. Get a haircut. He needs. He needs a haircut. Yesterday, <laughs> that guy. Need, I don't know. See, I yeah. do understand that, but like, I I don't think Trey Young needs like a fancy haircut. I just think he just needs a shaver to 
cut his head he off. Needs just become more bald. Hair. He needs he more hair. He has to hair. accept that he's bald. He needs more hair or less hair. He it's has one way or the other. That's what I'm saying. He, does, he, he, he cannot stay. The he doesn't he have. Right like, he doesn't have good enough hair to like Look, get a normal haircut. Trey Young, if you're listening, <laughs> um, sure is. there there are many hair growth products, and <laughs> if that doesn't work, you can always just do the hair transplant. He takes some of those or, but you know what? His historic, hairs from the historic, back of his head, put to, it in the front. Sorry to interrupt. Historically <laughs> speaking, players with like not good hair, like LeBron James, his hair has fallen off. Michael Jordan. Doesn't have hair. Doesn't That's have what I'm hair. saying. Michael Jordan and Kobe, Kobe they're both bald. R.I.P. But Chris Middleton. He, he, right, they're bald. Like Trey Young, uh, just after a couple of years, he'd be fine looking bald. He just, have to, he just, has, to, he just has to get there. You just don't want to look like you're 17 and bald. <laughs> he's just he's not. I mean, I up. feel like he'd be a look older. He's a bit too light-skinned to be bald, though, don't you think? Because they're, like... Because right. <laughs> Michael Jordan and Kobe, they're both, like, pretty dark. Right. So, like, I don't know if Trey Young might look a little stupid. But Listen, he looks yeah, stupid as true. is. It can't be worse. Let's put it this Listen, way. If he when, goes bald, if you look at it's the, not going to be worse than the situation at hand. You know what his hair looks like? It looks like you take a lollipop and you wrapped it around like your carpet a little bit. <laughs> and, and there's some carpet strands sticking uh, we, out of the lollipop. You saw that meme. We're still yeah, up, we're that was up. great. That was a fantastic meme. I'm sorry, Trey. We're like... We're, yeah. we're roasting him. Oh, uh, we have nothing against Trey Young. If you do want to come He's on... He's awesome. The, Trey Young's awesome. If you do want to come on the pod- podcast, we'd love to have you. Yeah, for sure. We can we could even give you a haircut. That would be sick if we gave Trey Young a haircut on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That would be sick. Who would be the barber? Uh, Paul George. Uh, Case closed. We're getting it done. <laughs> Why? Because he's a Clipper. We're gonna reach out to some people. Yeah. So I just think, I think the Hawks. You know, they did a great job. They they beat the Knicks and then they beat whatever. They weren't that good, but then they beat the the Philly. Sixers, the annual playoff chokers, which. Yeah, it was a great great run for the Hawks, but I really just I don't see them think the Hawks are a bad team no. at all. I think the Hawks are fantastic. The Bucks are just better. The Bucks are just so well rounded. Like yeah. if they lose it would be it would be unpredicted. But if Trey Young does pull an upset, that would be sick. Like yeah, honestly, up now, but I, I don't see that. I don't as see far that. as preference, I, I don't mind which team wins, but I just think Milwaukee has a better team. Yeah. And it'd be more competitive with the well, Suns. Milwaukee and the Suns? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Chris Paul is going to choke in the finals. All right, so let's talk about the Western Conference now. So, to the other series, Clippers are uh, Clippers are down three one. It to the boils Suns. down to injuries once again. Kawhi not playing yeah. is yeah. the difference maker. Of course, and the refs. The refs are the Phoenix Suns referees are. Yeah, the best players on the Suns right now. <laughs> the the refing last night was uh, not too good. But game four. Yeah. yeah, game four. Game they, four. They just, you DeMar- know if you know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. They just cousins. fouled each other and shot free throws for like 40 minutes straight. It got the to longest like, fourth quarter. Lowest the longest, and, the minute took, that last minute took like an hour. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and Paul, it, did make, it did make for some funny content. And Pandemic P strikes again. DeMarcus Cousins you just know. threw the ball off the backboard. <laughs> right, J.R. Smith moment all the way back. Yeah, pandemic P, though. <laughs> you didn't even get close. In, we, like, we, you're allowed to do that in knockout. Like, in knockout, you throw the ball at the backboard. Like, DeMarcus oh, Cousins threw the ball. They were I, done by, I think they were done by, by, by two. 
and he had one free throw left, so he threw it at the backboard because he thought he he thought he was slick. He could just throw it off the backboard, catch it, and make a layup. But it's not allowed. That's so a violation. That, that if it hits the rim, was, it's uncalled for though. If it hits the rim, right. then it's if it doesn't hit the rim, it's a violation. Dude, the rule to, that rule change the rule book. that he rule change was made because of Will Chamberlain. He was one of the worst free throw shooters in the NBA in his time, and he couldn't hit a free throw. So they just told him, why don't you chuck it off the backboard? But he shoot them under Like him? in knockout. In knockout. Yeah, Will Chamberlain used to do this all the time. He would chuck it off the backboard and then dunk it in. So eventually the NBA is like, that's unfair. So you're not allowed to you're not allowed to hit the backboard. It has to hit the rim. Yeah, free throws must hit the rim. Thing is, DeMarcus yeah. Cousin made the first free throw. He wasn't... I, I, yeah, but he, I, he if I was him, that. I would have made the second one because he... He didn't know the rule, but he didn't know. How do you not know the rule? How did how did the coach not just confirm with him? Like, hey man, he probably in the moment just like thought, oh my gosh, oh I have to miss it. Wait, why does everyone hit the rim? That's so dumb. Do you think it's possible? Much better place for for someone to get the rebound. Do you think it's possible he just missed the rim that badly? I think we need to get. We no. clearly just no. Nah, we need to her. get J.R. Smith and the Marcus Cousins yeah. on our podcast and just ask them what what the thought process was in those moments. <laughs> J.R. Smith's was just very clear. That was in the he finals. Just, well, I think what happened with J.R. Smith. If we're gonna go all the way back to that moment, if you don't know what happened, I'm sorry. But basically, Look it on my line. just write J.R. Smith. <laughs> J.R. Smith. So basically, I think what happened was when George Hill got fouled. They were down by two. Jarrett Smith's like, all right, we're tied. No problem. <laughs> oh it's official. He's making both free throws. And he didn't realize that, like, they have to make two free throws first. So he, at his moment, he's just like, all right, we're, we, uh, we're winning. Oh, because they were, we're down tied. by one. No, we, no they, were, they were tied. But he thought they were winning because they were down by one. He got fouled. Yeah. So then he got the ball, and he's like, all right, he already made both. I got to go. Wouldn't it ball. be funny if he threw it into the stands? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. You know what's crazy? Because the, the, I think the Warriors were like, the biggest favorites in like the last 20 years in the finals and the Cavs almost won game one but yeah whatever let's not go all three years four years back in the NBA uh yeah so pandemic P strikes again he missed yeah. with DeAndre Ayton's dunk game winning dunk which was one of the craziest playoff plays I've ever seen but that was only possible because that was the, game two game two Clippers were up by one and Paul George had two free throws and he he bricked them both and then DeAndre Ayton dunked uh, outside Inbound alley oop. I don't understand how you can be an NBA star, all star, all all NBA team. You can be on the USA Olympic team and you can miss free throws. I two. just you, you can miss two free. Th- I don't understand. These players need to be sitting at the free throw line all day long. They all should be making it a hundred percent of the time. They're free it's, for a reason, right? It's literally called a free throw. The charity, the charity free. strike. It's like they're handing it to you. It's it's, <laughs> it's charity. It's free. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, anyway, it looks like, as we all thought, it's going to be uh, Suns, Bucks. And I think that's going to be a good series. It's going to be a good matchup. Um, I, I think it could be a good matchup. But, like, the only way I see the Suns being competitive is if Devin Booker just gets super hot every night. Chris Paul becomes elite on the playmaking side. And Miles Bridges is just lights out on defense, wrecking havoc everywhere. Because if Miles Bridges doesn't get his arms between the passing lanes, they don't have enough defense to get like to to stop Chris Middleton, Giannis. Like it's not gonna happen. Brooke Lopez. I just don't see it happening. And and he's as a defensive like centerpiece for Phoenix. He has to step up. 
in that series for One them thing, to have though, a chance. Jay Crowder, when he was on the Heat last year, he did a really good job on Giannis. So they're going to put him on Giannis for sure. If when if they if those if that's the matchup that happens, Jay Crowder is going to be on Giannis. Shutting down one guy is not how you beat Milwaukee, and they've shown that over and over. Right. You don't shut down one guy no, to I'm beat saying Milwaukee. They have a good matchup for Giannis. Yo, this yeah. would be Jay Crowder's second Finals appearance. Yeah, that guy just moves teams like every six months, <laughs> and he's yeah. always in the Finals. He's such a useful player. Yeah, he's good. I think the Heat. I think their biggest uh, loss this year was Jay Crowder. All right, fine. So that was the NBA. Uh, next, we have the. We're not going to get too much into it, but the Euro Cup is happening now. The knockout stage is on, so this week there's going to be a lot of good games. England Germany is going to be awesome. Uh, Truthfully, there isn't much to speak about though. France is going to win. No, they're not. And then they're no. going to win the World mm-hmm. Cup. No, nope. you heard it here first, guys. So Mendel, yeah, Mendel France is French. France is winning it. Mendel's French, so he, he uh, thinks that France is going to win. Their team is the be- They have the best goalie in the world. No, they don't. Hugo Lloris is the no, best goalie. No, he isn't. Okay, he's by top, no by top, no standards is he the best. No, Do you agree? He's top three. No, Who's, name he's three not people. even like an elite goalkeeper. Name three goalkeepers better. Than Allison, Davidea, okay. and no. Ederson. The, no, he's no. not like a considered. No, I agree. Allison. Okay, look. I would if say you're Allison. gonna argue anything about France being good, like. Everything, but but he's good. He's fine. But like they're good because of their midfield and their attackers and, and their, their defense. defense. Everything and besides goalie. him. He's like the worst player on their team. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, and he's I'm saying he's fine. Yeah, he's good. He's like top five. Right, but like top five? they have Mbappe, Griezmann, Pogba. They Kante, just got Benzema back. Benzema, they just a beast. put him back on the team. And their defense is good. Rafael Varane. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're a good their team. team is loaded. I don't know much about well, soccer, but they, can they do make have a it, team. Belgium is kind of stacked also. And Bel- Belgium just won today. They can lose. I, I, I don't like France, They personally. could lose, but uh, Griezmann is... He's kind of he's like a he's kind of choking recently. He's not he hasn't been his he hasn't been at his best no, in recent no. in the last couple of years. Not even close. But he's uh, he's still very good. Did you see the last game that they played with, with Portugal? Three it was three of the goals. Yeah. It was four goals total, and it was two two at the end. And three, three of the goals penalties. were penalties. Yeah, that was not the funnest of games. But but Paul Pogba's pass to Benzema for the, for his goal yeah, yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Also, ben, it's just a random cool fact. Benzema scored in the 46th minute of the first half and the 46th minute of the second half at the exact same second. Interesting. So, like, the 46th minute by, like, the extra... And he scored in, the, in, like, the extra time of the la- of this first half and then he scored in, like, the first minute and a half who of the realized, Who realized that? I just saw it online. Oh, yeah? So, it's like, Benzema scored a minute 46-37 at the exact same time in both, both uh, halves. All right, yeah, so Euro Cup, definitely, if, you're, if you have time or you're bored... Or you're at work and you don't want to do anything, just put it. Or if you want to go back in time, it's the 2020 Euro Cup. Yes, Remember. it's the 2020 Euro Cup because last year got canceled for COVID. Time machine. <laughs> just like the Olympics. The Olympics are the 2020 Olympics, but they're in 2021. Yeah, I was actually watching it with my grandfather and he's like, he's like, this is like recorded, right? I was like, no. He's like, what? I explained to him and then like 10 minutes later he asked me again, like, this is not live, right? I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a typo the first time. No. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, COVID just makes weird things. Yeah. All right, and then for our last sports topic, uh, we have home run derby drama. Aaron? Yes. Once again, the home run derby is drawing a lot of attention. Uh, last, last week, we talked about a pitcher making the home run derby, which is absolutely absurd, Shohei Otani. Uh, he's, I think he's still leading the majors in home runs. And and this week they got news that uh, Trey Mancini is making the home run derby, and he's actually a cancer survivor, 
And not only that, he didn't survive some small form. There's no such thing as a small form of cancer. They're all very serious. But he had a very serious case. What and kind? He, Do you know what kind? I don't know exactly which type of cancer he had. I think we can look it up, though. But he's, uh, what team does he play for? He plays for the Baltimore Orioles. And he was he was a really good player before he had cancer, but um, he was never on this level. He was never. This he's better good. now. Yeah, he's a better player now than he was before, and it wasn't some small case. It was a serious case, and he had. I I think he was out of the MLB for two years, and one of those years was just chemotherapy, and it was just a really tragic story. And they let him back into the MLB. They thought maybe he could be just good enough because he was good before. And maybe he would have gone a little worse. He'd still be manageable. But no one expected him to come back and be better than he was before. And and that story of perseverance is crazy. And hopefully we're going to have an entertaining show in the Home Run Derby. When I would it? suggest this is going to be the best Home Run Derby ever when, by when, far. When are they streaming? When are it's they... during the All-Star game. Um, it's normally like during July, no? And get the exact date. Yeah, the Home Derby is always derby. fun. I remember when John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge played, went against, went up against each other. That in that was, in a couple years ago, that was one of the coolest things ever. They were just hitting like five hundred yard bombs. So like, the Home Run the Derby is scheduled for July twelfth on a Monday. Five hundred feet bombs. I'm sorry, I'm not a. Uh... July twelfth. Yeah. Yes. It's it's going to be very entertaining um, to see a pitcher go up against a player who's overcome such adversity. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be really inspiring to watch. Yeah, always love these stories of people coming back. All right, fine. So that wraps up sports. And now we're going to move on to uh, AOC Little of the Week and other current event topics. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for part one of this week's podcast. Uh, We'll see you guys in part two. Bye. Check it out.